Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Why, thank you, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Why, thank you very much. Um, I first wanted to bring up as a slight diversion from our normal just jump right into itness. Um, I wanted to thank you, Amber, for doing essentially God's work and shutting off your air conditioning in the middle of um, June in an undisclosed location in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> thank you for recognizing my struggle. I, I, I was very subtle about it. I believe as I was going to turn <laughs> off the air conditioning just before we hit record, the sounds I made were probably the same sounds I'd make if someone were stabbing me uh-huh, yep. or just like pulling out pieces of my intestines while I watched. A real martyr. I am such, I, I suffer in silence. You do. And thank you for acknowledging that. Yes, I just wanted to bring that up and uh, I appreciate you and what you do for this podcast. Thank you. And I appreciate your appreciation of me. I'm so humble. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to divert a little bit by saying that I have been um, on my uh, quest to re-listen for, I don't know, the fourth or fifth time, the entirety of Mabim Bam. And in listening to it, both kind of more recently in the last year or two, and then going back and listening um, to, I don't know, 102 or something like that, they mention the rundown like three or four times in my recent memory. <laughs> they mention an obscure, obscure rock movie from the beginning of his career and like specifics about it, like about wit, about that the rock doesn't use guns until he does use guns and then kind of gets his like super gun power going. So basically, they seeded the love of the rundown into you long before I ever got to you. Uh, yeah, apparently. I didn't oh. realize it at the time. Kind of takes the wind out of my sails, but that's okay. A little bit, a little bit. So is that why you pumped me up before you let that little thing slide? <laughs> that's exactly and right. It's like, oh, Amber, I appreciate you, but not for the rundown. That was my bim bam. I'm sorry. They got there before you did. Well, I just appreciate that they um, have watched this movie and understand how wonderful it is and keep making references to it on their podcast. Yes, yes. You love the McElroy brothers. They're your favorite thing in the whole world. Yes. No, it's a good thing. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. They yep. seem good on the surface. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amber, we watched a movie today. We did watch a movie today. Oh, God, did we watch that movie? We watched mm-hmm. it so hard. Yeah, we did. That movie is called The Equalizer. So um, The Equalizer stars Denzel Washington as Bob or Robert McCall, who is a vigilante justice seeker, uh, kind of masquerading as a mundane um it's not home depot it's home mart worker yeah and the plot doesn't really matter so much as you get to watch denzel time himself making vigilante justice happen pretty much i mean to be fair this is sort of his origin story as a vigilante justicer Mm -hmm. he he does start as a seemingly mild-mannered worker at this depot-like store Mm -hmm. um he he's he's pushed into it Sort of, you know, you you get the sense that he's been resisting this urge for some time and just sure. has not given in until this moment. Yep. Yep. He um, so the, the basic plot of the movie is he seems very um, normal and but we realize that he's doing a little bit like OCD kind of tendencies, tendencies where he um, times himself as he's eating or washing the dishes or 
Um, and he's everything in his apartment is just so. It's all very clean lines and proper and all this kind of good stuff. But we realize that, you know, he doesn't seem to sleep very much. He goes to a diner um, at 2.30 a.m. where he meets and befriends a... Um, um, he bef- befriends Alina, who is a sex worker working for the Russian mafia. Um, Denzel seems to make kind of all these good friends at the home mart. He's also kind of coaching a co-worker to take the security guard test, kind of both mentally and physically um, acting as a coach. And he gets embroiled in Elena's affairs when a client of hers puts her in the hospital. And then he just decides to um, first give them the option to just, he was buying her out of prostitution, I think was his try for uh, $9,800. And the Russian mafia who he goes to see essentially laugh at him and say, yeah, no. And then he times himself um, murdering the heck out of them. <laughs> yeah. And it yep. just progresses from there. Yep. It's pretty much, pretty much murder fest after that. Mm-hmm. So he murders all these Russian um, kind of pimp folks and he also realizes they're into some other stuff um he's apparently killed a very big russian mafia's um crew and so they send a really big fixer named teddy after them and teddy is played by martin chosik um, chosik thank you very much uh he plays teddy or also nikolai and then essentially a cat and mouse game happens between Teddy and Denzel Washington, where Denzel keeps killing lots of people and putting the Russian mobsters out of business. And Teddy just trying to kind of tries to find him and murder him. And it doesn't work. Denzel wins. I think that's the plot of the movie. Yeah. We can get into specifics, but I'm, I'm the sure specifics we are very good. I'm not even sure we needed that much. I mean, yeah. essentially, it's you, you have this character that's clearly a ticking time bomb, and then here's this sex worker with a problem, and he's like, this seems like a good enough reason to indulge the urges I've been resisting for this long. And yeah. indulge them, he does. Yeah, I mean, just cut that in, Amber. That's the, yeah, that's the plot <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> My favorite part is when somebody from... His old life, the life that you suspect happened, secret mm-hmm. agency and government workers and blah, blah, blah. And they thought he was dead and he comes to them for help. You don't have to care. I don't have to care. Mm-mm. She's like, why? Why now? Why this girl? After you resolved not to kill people because that's what your wife didn't want you to do or something. Who mm-hmm. cares? Yep. He basically is like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I don't know. Seemed like a good person to help. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so... They don't care about the plot, so you don't have to care about the plot. Really All you have to dope. care about is the good goodness that happens because of whatever reason it happens. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. It's awesome. All right. So, Amber, let's, before we get into the specifics and best scenes and quotes in this movie, and there are, like, it's going to be hard for me to be brief about the best scenes in this movie because they're plentiful and delightful, but... First, let's go to our critics' corner, Amber. Critics said things about this movie. Mostly they weren't thrilled. 
we disagree or possibly agree. And yeah. Amber, what did Metacritic give the equalizer? Uh, This is at the higher end of our not good movie scale. They gave it a 57 and the audience put it around 69. Excellent. And Rotten Tomatoes was 60% for the critics and the audience score was 76. Yeah, it's just barely, barely at our cutoff. But I wanted to watch it and then watch the next one, so... Mm-hmm. Mostly, mostly wanted to watch it so we could watch the next one because we'd already watched this once, but mm-hmm. we haven't seen the second one, and we like to do things right. Exactly. So the Rotten Tomatoes critics, mostly for some reason were talking about um, the pacing of the movie was uneven, um, kind of saying that it haphazard pacing and a poor script, that was kind of their main... Um, beef with the movie. The even the critics recognize that Denzel Washington is a national treasure and should be um, loved in everything he did. So, yeah, no one's gonna badmouth Denzel. They might badmouth the movie he's in, but they're gonna mm-hmm. be like, "Well, the script was terrible, but it was Denzel." So, yeah, they'll badmouth the director, the writing, mostly the writing. They were very down on the script, which. Fine. I, I I totally get that. It was not inspired. <laughs> yeah. I could maybe agree that you could cut, you could shave a good 15, 20 minutes over, out of this movie. There's some, like, lovingly long artistic shots of, like, a hose going from the um, pipe behind a car into the window of the car from for a guy that they're uh, trying to, you know, murderify. But... And I think you could kind of clip out some of those more artsy kind of shots, but... Oh, I don't know. I really needed to see blood slowly dripping off of a man's shoe as he strangled to death on razor wire. That really... That made me feel things. Yeah, you know? fair. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was too long. It was longer than it needed to be. It was longer. It's a what, 131 minutes. And it was... Yeah, they could have come in under two pretty easy. But honestly, I think the critics got it right. Like, it's not... It's, it's it's not an amazing, incredible cinematic feat. It's good. It's entertaining. It's it is entertaining. It knows what it is. They know what it is. They accept it for what it is. It is an action movie starring Denzel taking his turn as the seasoned vigilante justice man. Okay, so Amber, I don't know if you know this, but there is a podcast called Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time. Period. Okay. Talk, have I talked to you about this podcast before? Probably. You talk to me about a lot of things. I do. Um, And it is essentially, at this point, a retired podcast, although they they came on recently and and did another episode. But it's hosted by W. Kamal Bell and Kevin Avery. And they just go through, they're like going through all the Denzel Washington movies and talking about how they're, they're all so good. And... It's a very, very good podcast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I listen to those two dudes. Yeah. Talk about shit, especially mm-hmm. talking about Denzel movies, because I enjoy them, too. Um, I did want to say, though, in the podcast, Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period. They talk a bit about The Equalizer. And one of the things they say in it is, yeah, Denzel should have his turn being the kind of like middle-aged person who decides that it's time for vigilante justice they were saying if Liam Neeson gets three taken movies Denzel should have you know Denzel should have come first and he should have 14 equalizer movies yeah I'd watch that yeah for sure yep 
Yeah, I mean, why not? He's He's been an action star for a while. He's a fantastic actor. He does things with his face that other people can't do with their whole bodies. Mm-hmm. And he can murder good. Surprisingly, um, The Equalizer 2 is Denzel Washington's first sequel ever in his 30 years of acting. I have learned a thing. Mm-hmm. I've learned a thing here today. Yep. They were they had an interview with him, um, and he was like, people keep talking about it, but it's not a big deal. And so he <laughs> apparently um, he wasn't has not been asked a ton to do sequels, which was surprising to me. Um, but the few sequels he's been asked to do, he kind of said, well, you know, Inside Man was perfect as it is. Leave it alone. Or Safe House, you know, I'm dead at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. I don't want to do a prequel. Yeah, there's, there's, there's it's a mark of a good actor who knows when a character is done doing a thing. All right. Amber. Yes. Shall we get into the specifics of fun scenes in this movie? Why, sure. Let the hijinks ensue. Excellent. All right. To start off, this movie begins with a Mark Twain quote, um, because, you know, this movie deserves to start with a Mark Twain quote. Oh, no, this this movie's literary as fuck. It's, mm-hmm. it's all about literary references. It makes sense that it started with a Mark Twain quote that I completely forgot it started with. Carry on. Yep. So the first kind of big scene is when Denzel goes to see the pimps who um, beat up Alana. Elena? Who beat up Elena. And he attempts to, you know, kind of buy her out of servitude. And they laugh at him. And he closes the door four times, then locks the door. And then he proceeds to look at his wristwatch and turn on the timer. And he says to himself, 16 seconds. And then he murderifies these folks in all kinds of terrible and delightful ways. His face never really changes. He oh. almost looks almost looks bored. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you can tell that, that there's a light on inside of him that you haven't seen yet. Yes. In the, in the many minutes that we've seen him on screen going through the motions of a life that clearly doesn't really engage him. Exactly. He's living the, he was living the quiet life, but I don't think he, uh, I think living was kind of all he was doing. He was just kind of he was marking going time. through the motions. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and you think, and I think, I think what they want us to think, especially when we go to the two people who knew him before his quiet life started, mm-hmm. is that... The death of his wife changed him. Yes. I don't think that's true. No, I don't think that's true at all. I don't think that's true at all. I mean, I think it did change him in a, in a certain way. Like, it, it took away the reason for him not to be the person he is deep inside, which is a murder machine. Yes, exactly. He's right. like, I have no reason not to be a murder machine, but I did make this promise. Oh, this is gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> I will never sleep again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the quotes that I have from you, because you, they have him waking up and, you know, they have his alarm going off at 730 a.m., but he's already up and like eating and cutting his hair and doing all kinds of things. And then they show him, you know, later that day at 230 going to the diner. And at some point you said, his schedule is making me sad. <laughs> It's so boring. Just not it's enough just sleep. Sad. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's not enough sleep in this movie. 
Until, of course, this delightful scene where he just stabs, massacres, corkscrews to death. Of course, they show a corkscrew at the beginning of this moment of him trying to buy mm-hmm. the freedom of this girl, which he, Check off he knows. Corkscrew. He knows he can't buy. No. He's there to kill those men. But he's, again, going through the motions of being a good guy. Giving them a choice. Like, I'm giving you a choice. Here is way less money than I know she's worth mm-hmm. to you. To you. Mm-hmm. Young young Russian businessmen. Yep. And of course, yeah, he walks in the door. You see a corkscrew and you're like, well, that's going inside somebody. I know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and lo and behold, it does. But not in any logical way. He uses it to stab somebody several times. And then just from inches away, shoves it under his chin and through his tongue. Yeah, so much so that you can see the corkscrew in his open mouth. Yeah, it's fantastic. That is not a lethal blow. That is everything you've done before then will kill him. That was just a look at me. Mm -hmm. Just a, and I think he even says something along those lines. Yep. Of just, just, he's, he is, he's having fun, but he's not a smiley fellow. So it's just in this calm... Finally, the storm inside is outside, and yes. I am now a center of calm. It's very zen, I feel like, is yeah. what's happening in that room. And he also, I mean, part of that is that he talks to um, Sal- uh, Slavi, who's, um, we all know him as Cousin Johnny from Justified. Um, he talks to Slavi as he's dying, and he kind of gives Slavi a countdown. It's like, this is what's happening to your body. This is how long you have to live. And he essentially says, I gave you a chance to... You should have taken the money, essentially. <laughs> and then Denzel goes home and sleeps like a baby. Oh, he's just a big, tired murder bear. Yeah. He's finally earned his snoozles. Which um, started the very long-running joke Amber and I had that he needs to murder in order to be able to sleep at all. Yep. It's the only way for him to get his rest is to take life. One murder equals one good night's rest. So presumably he got five days out of that. Yep. Delightful. (laughs) The man is a killer. The man is a killer and he can only sleep when he kills. Sleepy, sleepy killer. One of the things you asked later on in the movie was, so if he kills a bunch of people, what if he starts to go to sleep before he's finishing, finished murdering everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe takes too long with that last guy. He's like, whoop, getting sleepy. Gotta, gotta... Get some shut eye. Gotta get that last guy before the murder snoozles take me. <laughs> murder it's like, snoozles. You know, it's it's like this the, the food coma post like yes. big eat. Murder coma. You know, people mm-hmm. eat a big amount of food and they get the food coma. Mm-hmm. It's this pleasant post feast torpor. Yes. It's, that's the same thing for him. It's his murder coma. Yep. But it might it might it might overtake him before he's gets to the pie. Yeah. You know? exactly and then no pie. Right. I think exactly. that's how that works. Mm-hmm. I think I think you you said uh, <laughs> when when he shows up sleeping, you're like, oh, cool, better than money, better than sex, getting to sleep by two thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then he goes out on the prowl looking for that next murder fix, so yes, that he, he can does. sleep again. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the quotes I enjoyed in the movie is after that kind of killing spree, he goes on. He's back at the home mart the next day. And his um, friend who is going out for the security guard position asks, oh, because his knuckles are kind of torn up a little bit. He says, what happened to your knuckles there? And he says, do you remember? Oh, I I hit them on something stupid. In their defense, 
a middle-aged man shows up wearing like khakis and a button-down shirt talking about buying a girl he saw in distress for less than $10,000. He does not appear to be a threat. I feel like it's reasonable for five heavily armed men on their home turf to think, yeah, we got this. Mm -hmm. Yep. They didn't even offer him violence. Yeah. They didn't offer him any violence. Mm -mm. They just insulted him. They did. That's exactly right. Oh, man, this guy, this guy is just, he's, oh, he wants them. He's drawing them in Mm -hmm. with his seemingly, you know, unobtrusive, not dangerous, like, I'm just a normal man. You don't have to be afraid of me until you don't do what I want. And then I gave you a choice. Then another murder, (laughs) murder tunity comes up. Oh, no. You cracked yourself up before you even got it out. I did. You, you thought of the term. Murder and you were so proud. <laughs> you couldn't even get it out. Say it. <laughs> so, Megan, please, please do tell me about this new murder tunity. So, <laughs> this murder tunity comes up when the store is, his um, home mart is robbed in broad daylight with 3,000 people in the store and this like guy in a hoodie comes up and is asking for all the contents of the register and Denzel happens to come over and kind of quickly gauges the situation and I think he was about to murderify this dude right there but then he Mm. sees like small children around and he essentially says all right I'll get you later so the uh, guy leaves, the robber leaves with the money and the ring of the employee. And Denzel just kind of slowly walks out and catches the license plate number. Mm-hmm. And then he slowly walks back inside the store and borrows a mini sledge. He does. We don't even, we don't even see this one at this point because it has, it has essentially been established because he, he also beats the shit out of those crooked cops yes. that, are, that, that are harassing his security guard friend's mother's restaurant. So he's, yes. he's basically Another just... Another murder Just quick sliding into just that sweet, sweet vigilante violence fix. Exactly. Um, yeah, and th- this is the best thing, one of the best things in the movie, where he just takes this mini sledge off the rack. He must have not paid for it because he ends up returning it. He leaves. The um, employee finds her wedding ring in the cash register the next time she opens it. And then you see Denzel wiping off this mini sledgehammer with a rag, a bloody rag, and then putting it back. That was an eventful lunch break. It was. (laughs) That um, mini sledge is going to help build a deck one day. They won't ever know what it was truly used for the first time. Justice. Justice is what it was used for. Exactly right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What I, I loved your reaction to this robbery was the fuck are you doing it's the middle of the day that's a you're, you're doing this for a single cash register there's a Everybody line plays with credit card there's nothing in that register that is worth this there's a line of cash registers and he goes just over to one when there's like a ton of people still in the store it's the worst thought out robbery in existence it doesn't seem worth it for i mean what maybe two hundred dollars yeah couldn't have been more than that two hundred dollars and like a smashed in head later Yes, which, again, he, he doesn't necessarily know is what he's getting into, but 
Where are you going to, I mean, okay, probably not going to get jail time if you get, but if you're like threatening a person with a gun, that's a whole thing. And then mm-hmm. if you actually shoot her, that's a whole other thing for $200. And he had his gun out in the store, didn't he? Yeah, he and did. a store full of people. Yes, he did. What's going to say that somebody on the, you know, the security guard's not going to call the police? No. Anyway, whatever. And his face was highly visible. And of course, Denzel's, you know, clocking his features mm-hmm. as he's preparing himself to murder him. Yep. He has tons of identifiable tattoos. Yes. To, I just, I can't even on the stupidity of this criminal, especially in juxtaposition with his main nemesis, Martin Chosik. Ah, yes. It's... Who is, of course, the perfect urbane sociopath sent to deal with this problem. Mm-hmm. They even have a meeting, uh, Teddy and Denzel, where uh, Teddy kind of pretends he's a cop he never says he is but goes to talk to denzel washington after he kind of finally susses out who could have been at the club that night and they have this like cat and mouse dialogue witty dialogue with each other where um they're kind of both feeling each other out yes they have a lovely rapport the two of them they do you can tell that both of them really enjoy the challenge the other one presents. Yep. It, Martin tracks down Denzel from like a tiny amount of mm-hmm. evidence. And Denzel's impressed. He is impressed. To the point where he is playing the perfect innocent man. But he's also kind of like, how did you find me? Mm-hmm. I paid in cash. There was no reservation. How'd you get here, smart guy? Yep. It's It's <laughs> like... Murder foreplay. It's it's very mm-hmm. good. They are feeling each other out and up and just, it's very good. Oh, I think you're going to be a challenge. I think you're going to be a challenge, too. Catch you are later. You as hard as I am. <laughs> yep. Exactly are you, right. Are you rubbing your nipple right now? Are you as sleepy as I am? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, see, and, and the thing is, he just, you know... He has to be him. He's he's been trying too hard to be someone else and therefore mm-hmm. not sleeping. So I think one of the reviews said that portraying him as saintly amidst all this kind of violence porn is a is is such a wrong thing to do. I don't think they do portray him as saintly. Mm-mm. I think when you court screw somebody through the soft palate for no particular reason yep. and stare at him from inches away. And just kind of be like, hey, what's up? You're not a good dude. You're broken inside. Just because you're maybe doing this for maybe good reasons still doesn't make you a good dude. You're enjoying this too much. And I'm enjoying it too much, too. I'm not saying I'm a good person. I know what I am. (laughs) You're an enjoyer of the equalizer. I'm an enjoyer of just a murder house scene set in a home improvement store. Let's get to that. So this is the um, this is the last scene of the movie, essentially the last big um, thing of the movie, where um, Teddy has decided that the only way he can get to Denzel is if he takes his home mart coworkers as hostage and then lures Denzel in. Yes. And then Den- does it work? Oh, it super does it. <laughs> it's not not for Teddy. It doesn't. I'll tell you that much. I love the fact that. Actually, no. Ignore me. Never mind. What do you love the fact of Ember? I want to know. Nothing. Nothing. I wasn't. I wasn't actually going where I thought I was going with that. Okay. I, I started it, and then my mind went 
you don't have anything <laughs> and flipped me off there well your mind's mean to you <laughs> um so so teddy has all the co-workers in the home mart and essentially denzel saves the co-workers and then he has time while teddy is coming down from his uh, um sneaky post to set up a few um booby traps um so one of the first ones i believe is that denzel um essentially lassos a guy from above with razor wire and then drops i don't know whatever a big cement thing off the top shelf and which makes this man rise and kind of hangs him with razor wire to death. And <laughs> what you don't know as this man is ascending into the air on his barbed wire noose uh-huh. is that when he reaches the apex of his journey, mm-hmm. he will be face to face with Denzel Washington. Eye hold to eye haul as he chokes on his own blood. Of Just course, out of as reach. Megan said, that's not a neck snapping death. That's a slow strangle death. It is. And Denzel watches it from inches away. Mm-hmm. He's as close as he could be without getting, like, actually touched by this guy. And he watches, watches the life drain out of him. To which I said, oh, my God, he's right there. He's just watching from inches away. And you responded, yeah, Amber, how else is he going to finish? His no. nap, Amber, his nap. No, Megan, uh-huh. And then um, this this other uh, bad guy comes and, like, sees his friend or co-worker i don't know if they're friends or co-workers but anyway um hanging from the ceiling um and as he's like looking at it he gets a freaking hedge trimmer through the carotid artery it's surprising and awful and amazing just goes right through and just perfectly kind of sitting at the very base of the skull like that upper neck like he severed the spine yeah that was actually a pretty clean kill in comparison to his friend yes but oof visceral Oh, oh mm-hmm. God. Awesome. Yep. He sets a trap later using blowtorches, but it's a little bit too obvious. So you have these two guys with guns and they see the trap and they're using silent hand motions. Just mm-hmm. be like, let's not go this way. Clearly this is a trap. Yeah, motherfucker, clearly this is a trap. Why are you going to go backwards in exactly the way he'd think you want to go? But never mind. Oh, I'm just going to back up slowly. And oh, there's a drill at the base of my skull. Oh, somebody turned it on. Oh, I don't know anything anymore. He used a drill to drill through the skull of neck of somebody. It was terribly upsetting. And then how does this end? How, what is the standoff oh my between goodness. Teddy and Denzel? Yeah, so... Um, He's just going through the men one by one. Yeah. And, and working his way up to the Teddy fight. Yeah, yep. And so, yeah, he has that slugfest with the big guy mm-hmm. with the terrible mustache weirdness. Yes. Um, and they each get their licks in and somebody gets stabbed with glass and it's terrible yep. and great. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, then Teddy shows up. Mm-hmm. And then we have Teddy. And Teddy's about to, uh, he's fighting the security guard, but before, just before he can kill him, Denzel shoots him. With a nail gun. With a nail gun. <laughs> he's, not, he's still not using a gun. Mm-mm. It's like he has a point to prove. Every single dude he just killed from very close range mm-hmm. had a gun. Yes, he With a could've. scope. Like, just, these were lovely pieces of hardware that he could have easily used to just kill everybody, presumably. With if like, he's as skilled with Home Depot combat as he is with actual combat. But no, he leaves all of those automatic weapons behind. With their night vision attachments. 
Lord God. And picks up a nail gun. Mm-hmm. An improbably reloaded nail yeah. gun. <laughs> this, this nail gun, um, you reload, I guess, kind of like in a shotgun motion straight up in the air, um, which is wouldn't be really super useful for construction, but makes for very dramaticness um, in this movie. Oh, the other fun thing that happens is with the with the um, the explosion, the sprinklers go off, and so you have Denzel walking in slow motion in rain inside to come mm-hmm. nail gun this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slow motion nail gun rain fight indoors. Indoors. You didn't know you'd get this, but you get it. Mm -hmm. It's a special gift from Fuqua to you. Yes, indeed. He, um, yeah, just slowly nail guns Teddy to death. For a moment, you think he might not finish him, and then he absolutely nail guns him in the throat. He just was taking his slow joy pleasure of it. Or maybe he was getting sleepy. He might have been getting sleepy. (laughs) oh just gotta curl up and take my nap nap the movie ends with denzel traveling to moscow and killing the big russian guy named pushkin um they have him confronting pushkin while he's in the shower and then denzel is just sitting outside the shower like a creepo and then just turning the light on and off, on and off, <laughs> just being super creepy. And then he ends up disappearing and leaving the water faucet on. And Pushkin goes all over to turn off the water faucet and electrocutes himself from the wires and the water on the ground. It's, very, yep. it's a very elaborate way to kill somebody. Yep. And then we see him leaving this elaborate Moscow oligarch mansion. Just passed all the bodies of the people he killed in order to get there. There must have been ten bodies he passes. It's it's delightful. I mean, just mm-hmm. in the fact that you didn't see any of it, you knew it happened. They didn't need to show it. It was it's like the uh, murder by Minnie Sledgehammer. You don't you don't need to see that. You just know it happened. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You just need to. You just it's it's so badass. They like you didn't even have to see it. It's it's like walking away from I don't know. An explosion that keeps happening because you just set a pipe like an oil line on fire. Yeah, which also happened earlier in this movie. He does not turn around to look at the explosion, so. No, of course he doesn't. very Because he's a vigilante justice hero. We don't look at our explosions when we make them. No. Oof. Yeah, that was great. So much fun. Mm Mm-hmm. So much fun. Yep. Oh, man. The actual end scene of the movie is... (laughs) Is Denzel putting out a Craigslist ad saying, like, in trouble, need help, and then answering uh, like Craigslist ads of vigilante justice. Yep, and hence we get Equalizer Two. Hails to the yeah, Amber. Yes, I'm- what would you rate this movie on our lovely rock scale? Regrettable. Oh, this is a- okay. Oh, we have to go through it every single time. Craze balls. <laughs> No, wait, I said, uh, damn it, I I said the wrong thing. Outstanding. Maybe we do have to go through it every time because you forget every time. Craze balls and K. It's obviously craze balls. The critics got it right. It's not a great movie, but it is so much fun. But it is a great movie. 
Oh, man. Oh, yeah. It's a great movie. This is... And again, obviously, everybody knows it because there is a sequel. It is inherently entertaining and watchable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I... Even if you're, you're like, ah, the script isn't good and it's... There are three Expendables movies. Come on. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. This movie is outstanding. It's... Um, I believe at some point, I think that it was... It must have been during the Hallmark um, booby trap death parade that was going on i was just yelling fuck yeah fuck yeah fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're doing your best your best vin diesel riddick Mm -hmm. yes exactly right fuck yeah fuck yeah (laughs) fuck yeah (laughs) yep agreed (laughs) this movie is fun watching this movie with megan is fun Mm -hmm. it was was, yeah delightful hey megan yes do abby story well, I'm so glad you asked for an Abby story, Amber. Uh, I didn't ask. I told you to do one. Good point. You did demand it of me. Um, so one of the things I was thinking about was when Abby and I were driving down to Virginia the other week. Um, I happened to catch this on camera, which is um, Abby, we were we had taken a break and from driving and we're just kind of running around on a field to get her her... her two and a half year old energy out and um I was sitting I ended up sitting on a bench and she came over and like climbed up onto the bench and out of nowhere just said I love my Maggie and then hugged me and it was all very very sweet and then she said she's looking at my bag and was like is there food in there because, <laughs> because so she climbed up said I love my Maggie and I said oh that's very sweet and I'm patting her on the back and then she gets close to my bag is there food in there uh, yep <laughs> two year old love plus I'm hungry mm-hmm. there was the, the classic honey pot yes was like here's some sweet sweet two year old cuddles give me them nom noms yeah what do you got in there you got some puffs <laughs> you gotta earn got this some animal crackers puffs you get some green slime. <laughs> yeah. Clever baby. Mm-hmm, very clever baby. That um Dan and Erica have actually taught her that um what do we say about velociraptors? Clever girl is how she'll It's respond. important life yeah, knowledge. It is. Very glad they're starting her off, right? Mm-hmm. Gonna learn early, gonna learn often. Yep. Hey Amber, do you have a recommendation? I do, but man, I I just I'm, I hate that I'm pigeonholing myself. Mm-hmm. I, I did I did do a book last time, I guess, you did. or kind of a book series. I don't yeah. know, but for some reason, and, and here's you know the the fifty points of separation that it takes to for me to think of things. Mm-hmm. I I was thinking about the fact that Veronica Mars is coming back on on Hulu, mm-hmm. which is is yes. I I am interested in. This pleases me. I shall watch it. Agreed. But then I was thinking about Kristen Ritter, who obviously won't be in it, but mm-hmm. was in it. Yes. And then I was thinking about the show that I love that she was mm-hmm. on, that almost nobody watched, and some people have heard of, but wouldn't have watched because they've heard of it, because the title is just so terrible. It's so sad that they use such a terrible title. Ugh. It's a terrible title. But the show itself is so freaking funny. Mm-hmm. It's really, really, really funny. Eric Andre has a role on yep. it. Kristen Ritter's in it. And it's James just, it's, Vanderbeek plays James, James Vanderbeek. Vanderbeek as himself. <laughs> it's 
fantastic mm-hmm. and funny and off the wall and oddball and inappropriate and just delightful and only had two seasons and they were short seasons yeah. and that's kind of my thing apparently mm-hmm. for now eventually i will run out sure but i highly recommend don't trust the bee in apartment 23 yes please ignore the title just just appreciate the fact that you can trust me mm-hmm. yes probably you can't but it is actually very very funny and people i respect find it very very funny so trust them mm-hmm I I back that up. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, my recommendation is something that I had seen before, but then recently I had a movie night for my students, and we watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and it is a very good movie. That's that's true. I well, from what I've heard, yes. I I think I've spent too much time watching things that aren't good for me to really find much time to watch things that I know are good. I understand. Yeah. I'll get to it. Mm-hmm. It's now on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, there's a convenience factor there. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. It, it is about, it's a animated movie. It is about um, Miles uh, kind of taking over the reins of being Spider- Spider-Man and it kind of brings a whole bunch of spider people in from the Spider-Verse as they fight a big bad and save the world, or at least New York City. Um, Into the <laughs> Spider-Verse has um, lots of people of color. It is super interesting, super good music. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very good. And one thing that I realized when I was watching it is I was trying to think of, remember we were talking about there being a, now I've forgotten the name of it again, a... MacGuffin, right? For Jumanji. Yes. Um, you put the MacGuffin in the MacGuffin hole yes. and then you say Jumanji three times. Exactly. Um, in this movie, they kind of hang a lantern on the fact that they there's always a MacGuffin and what the, what are the Spider-Man um, calls it is a goober. It's like, yeah, there's always like a key or a, um, you know, a, a USB or a, you know, special jewel. And I just started calling it the goober. Yeah, it's a good word. So they just always call it the goober, so. It's much easier than remembering what the thing is every, every single time. Every single time. I mean, if you're a spider person, then you have to save the world dozens and hundreds of times. So you just need to figure out what the goober is and then can't always call it the trinity stick. I don't know. Yeah, they're just like, I will get the trinity block of, you mean the goober? No, it's the tri- no. You mean the goober? It's the goober. Are you after the goober? Hey, King- I hate you. Hey, Kingpin. You mean the goober? Ah, uh, sweet, sweet disrespect. Yeah, that's fantastic. Awesome. All right, I feel like we've done it. Yeah, have we done we've it? Done it. Are we done now? Yeah. Can I turn the air conditioning back on? Almost. Amber, I want to close how we always close. Oh no. Which is, I want you to rock and roll no. all night <laughs> and have a very nice day. I can't because I just killed so many people and I have to go murder time sleepies. (laughs) I understand. Well, turn on your AC before you go murder time sleepies. Of course. Don't want to wake up all frumpy and grumpled. Those are all words. Yay, words. Bye, Megan. Bye, Amber. Bye.